So last week, I gave you a plan for the upcoming month with your horse. And this week, I want to dive into what you do on a day-to-day basis, like an actual step-by-step to help you use that plan. So you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I've been helping riders from all over the world just to make more of their time with their horse. And one of the ways we do this is through planning. If you know what you're going to do each ride, chances are it'll be more successful for you and your horse. Okay, so last week I gave you a riding plan. Well, I didn't give it to you. I told you where to go get it. If you haven't, pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash month. There'll be a link in the show notes to this episode. But in there, basically, it is something to do every day with your horse. Every day you're with your horse um, using the Daily Strides podcast. But the big thing that then comes up, the big challenge for so many riders is yeah, that's great. So now, like, you tell me I must work on canter transitions. But how do I get to canter transitions? Like, what do I do to get to the canter transitions? That's a really good question. And that is what we are going to be talking about in this particular episode. I want to break down, like, literally, minute by minute, okay, step by step, what to do in order to have a good... If you want positive, fulfilling session, training session with your horse. So first and foremost, I strongly suggest picking a filter while tacking up, okay? Now, I say while tacking up, if you know what you're going to be focusing on before that, that's fantastic. Begin to think about how you can kind of weave that into maybe the process of groundwork before you ride. But if you don't know and you've just chosen something off the top of your head, then yeah, pick a filter. And many people are going to be like, what's a filter? Well, a filter is like an overall theme or intention for your training session with your horse okay now there are so many different things that this could be and of course it's going to really depend on where you are in your training with your horse and what you and your horse need to know right now so a couple of examples of filters could be things like establishing and maintaining correct relaxation through the ride that that would be a good one I know of lots of people who could work on that one, okay? If they could actually spend the whole month just focusing on that. Relaxation, establishing, maintaining, and being consistent throughout the ride. There you go, okay? But seriously, there's other filters as well, such as maybe developing suppleness. Um, And you could do this by maybe staying on track. So no falling in, no falling out, no crookedness, no kind of buckling through the body, whatever the case is, okay? So that's a good filter. Increasing responsiveness to like literally a split second. So when you ask, your horse responds um, pretty promptly and quickly and he responds appropriately. Big word there, big important word. Hey, he can respond any way he wants, but if it's not the appropriate response, well, it doesn't matter, does it? You could work on improving your accuracy and maybe this could be something like the timing of your aids. A lot of people think accuracy is just doing the right thing at the right place. So for example, transitioning into canter at A. 
I'm just picking that off the top of my head now. But it can come down to actually being able to apply your aids at the right time. That too is accuracy. Um, It could be refining your aids so that they become more subtle. So now you're going from the responsiveness to the refining. And I think that's an important thing to work on with your horse. It could be cleaner transitions, maintaining rhythm, maintaining rhythm before and after transitions, improving self-carriage, having better contact. There are so many different things that you could work on that you could use as the filter or the theme or the intention for the ride so that when you're actually riding, when you're doing the different movements, when you're going through the motions, it's not just going through the motions. It's doing it in a way that means something. And that's actually going to bring you results in your riding. It's something that's going to work towards maybe the longer term goal that you and your horse have set up. Okay. So I think it's really important to pick a filter. Okay. Like I cannot emphasize enough the importance of this. I know many managers are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, get onto the good stuff. Tell me what I need to do. But like anybody can tell you to do circles and serpentines and buddy, buddy, ba, buddy, buddy, ba, whatever, whatever. If you're not doing it through a specific filter or a specific or with a specific intention, it means nothing. It won't matter. Okay. So it's really important to get that, to kind of hammer it home. I'm hoping I've done that now. <laughs> you listen to me and you'll choose the filter, okay? But really, the list is endless. Like I've just named a few there. There are so many different things you can work on. I bet you a couple of things popped into your head there already. Note them down somewhere in your writing journal, hint, hint. Um, but yeah, note them down somewhere and they could be future filters or the one that you're going to use today whatever you want. Okay, next thing is the actual riding. So now you're tacked up, you're ready to go, and we're going to work on like minutes zero to ten. Now, I do think that it's important to understand that you don't have to spend a full ten minutes warming up, okay? It will depend on you, your horse, what you're going to work on that day, your time, how much time you have. There's a lot of different factors. The weather, what your horse did the the day before. You know, there's so many different factors when it comes to how long to spend warming up. And it's up to you as the rider, therefore the trainer, for your horse and yourself to begin to really be consistent with choosing what you're going to do, okay? It's no good just willy-nilly wandering around an arena for five minutes and say, oh, we're warmed up. I don't think that's going to help anybody, okay? But I do think that it is important to understand that a stretch and stretching, both you and your horse, it is going to help that as well, okay? So I would say that one of the biggest focus points for you to do while you're warming up is to begin syncing your body movements with your horse. Now, if you're thinking, what? Okay, so this could be like noticing your seat bone, so your right seat bone and saying, okay, my right seat bone is moving. What's my horse's right back leg doing? Okay, how does that feel? Okay, that's good. And being able to actually SYNC sync those movements together that you can begin to really and truly work with your horse, okay? I do think as well that when you're in kind of the second half of those 10 minutes, and remember, It depends. It doesn't have to be exactly 10 minutes. This is not the gospel according to Lorna, okay? You can do what you feel will be best for you and your horse, but the second half of the warm-up, 
I think that that's a good time to begin thinking about fine-tuning things a little, okay? And this really just means working on the responsiveness. So beginning to, yeah, that you and your horse are kind of clicking together, okay? I think that's a good time to do this. Okay, so for the warm-up, I would suggest maybe if you want to be told exactly what to do, you could do two circuits on the left, obviously of the arena, two circuits of your arena on the left rein, two circuits of the right rein, maybe two 20 meter circles to the left. This is all in walk, by the way, two 20 meter circles to the right. You could then at this point, I feel, begin picking up more contact with your horse, begin to get a little bit more if you want influential with regards to what's going on, you can ask a little bit more, ask bigger questions. You could then start to walk maybe figures of eights. You could go large on the left rein again, begin practicing some walk to halt transitions. So something like 10 strides of walk into three seconds of halt. And each time begin just trying to refine that halt, get that halt a little bit more um, quality wise, that there's more energy in it. You could change rain across the long diagonal and then do those walk to halt transitions and halt to walk transitions on the opposite rain as well. And you'll probably find that that'll bring you up to like seven to 10 minutes in doing that. And I think that that's like nice, you've got things moving, but not only that, you've begun this fine tuning, like I said. So you've begun to, you and your horse, get on the same page regarding working together, um, asking questions, responding, listening to each other, and just being a team. I think that that's really important. Okay, the next five minutes, and I say five minutes, three to five minutes, I would then begin trotting, okay? And I always like to start off in the rising trot or posting. I think that it gives both you and your horse a better opportunity to work together and to warm up together, okay? And I really want you, when you're doing this, to focus on both the rise and the fall. You see, for many riders, what ends up happening is the down is heavy. It's too down, okay? It's like they they just collapse down into it, and I don't think that's going to help. So I want you to focus on the rise and the fall, okay? So if you could think of or imagine that you're creating space underneath your bum, okay, for the horse's back. So imagine like under your bum, under the saddle, there's your horse's back. You want to create space there that your horse can kind of move into. So another way of saying this would be to be light, Think of yourself as being a feather, okay? You want to be lovely and light. Don't be like the sack of potatoes in the saddle. Be nice and light, okay? And also notice that things, I feel, will be a little messy initially. And the reason I say this is because many riders want things looking polished right now. So in the journey, they're like, okay, like we're, we're maybe 12, 13 minutes in. I want it polished. But in doing so, they sacrifice forwardness. And you have to have energy there to harness if you want to work. Otherwise, it's a waste of time, okay? So it's really important to think about forwards first. Forget about having it polished. Get things moving. Get you and your horse thinking and working forwards. And then from there, you can begin to tidy things up. You can begin to polish it up, okay? Do that rather than allowing the energy to become stuck, okay? So in this kind of section of doing your rising trot, you could do maybe 20 meter circles. Let's say you do three on the left rein, and then you could go large in the left rein, change rein across the long diagonal, and then on the right rein, you could again do three 20 meter circles. You could again go large and then 
at A or C, so the middle of the short side of your arena, you could start on a three-looped serpentine. And when you complete the serpentine, go large again, change rein back across the long diagonal, and then maybe do another serpentine at A or C. I feel that by doing a lot of this bending, but also um, kind of, if you want, coupling it with the work on the straight, so up and down the long sides of the arena and then across the diagonal, you're getting your horse a nice mixture of kind of moving. And I would say this is the point where you can begin to now begin your first exercise. Now, if you're thinking, what? I've already done all the work. No, no, we were warming up, hey? And you, the whole time, were warming up through the filter whatever the filter was that you chose before this, okay? So this is where you could begin. Now, I do suggest choosing maybe two exercises per ride that you can move between. Sometimes there'll be something specific that you'll have to work on, kind of, it, a lot of the focus will be on one thing. But I like having two different exercises that complement each other. And I would suggest having that for your ride, okay? Um, so it could be, maybe if, I'll go back to one of the earlier things I spoke about, we said maybe maintaining rhythm. And we said maintaining rhythm before and after transitions, okay? So you could begin to do walk and trot and walk and halt and halt and walk and walk and trot and trot and canter and canter and trot and walk to canter and canter to walk and there's so many different transitions there that you can begin to ride and then as you're doing it you're letting the focus be on rhythm you're moving up and down through the scale okay or through the gears if you want okay and the focus is on maintaining rhythm before and after each of the transitions that in itself is an exercise okay and then if you wanted to then couple this with maybe on a circle and on the circle you could do a little bit of maybe making the circle smaller, making the circle bigger. So you're going to spiral a little bit. You could throw in even some lateral work in there. Again, that's another exercise. And what I would suggest doing is maybe spending three to five minutes on each of the exercises. Now, I am not a big fan of hammering things. I don't enjoy hammering things. I don't think anybody really learns when you hammer things. And all I mean is that you get stuck on the one thing over and over and over again. I find that when we do that as riders, the horses tend to tune out. And the I find the riders tend to tune out as well. And you don't get good quality work. So change it up. Keep changing. Like you can move between your exercises. But what is key here is that you're spending about 10 to 15 minutes if you wanted to, this will depend on fitness, on your horse's training, on all that fun stuff, on the amount of time you have available, hey? But like all of that, you could spend that time, but then you're giving your horse breaks in between. You're not just going. Remember when your horse begins to tire and he can tire mentally so he can't concentrate as long or he can tire physically where he just physically becomes like a little bit exhausted. Um, you're not gonna get good work and that's where mistakes start to happen. And if you want shortcuts, are created so give your horse regular breaks and if you feel like no i'm really like he's not he's kind of past it now he can't really focus leave it leave it okay okay so that all being said the next part or the if you want the fifth part of this plan is going to be about five to ten minutes cooling down now it will depend on what you are actually working on in your training session with your horse as to how, if you want, abruptly you transition from work to cool down. So I'll give you an example. If you've been jumping a grid or if you've been jumping maybe a track of fences, there will be this very much like, okay, that's ended, now we're cooling down. Okay, it's like, there we go, shut the door, we're done. 
now we're going to relax okay and you want to obviously like cool down your horse a little bit of stretching get the heart rate down all that fun stuff okay if you're doing flat work okay or something more flat work related you could more kind of if you want merge okay the the work to the cool down by beginning to add stretching in and you could even add stretching and trot and canter in okay so you could begin to ask your horse different questions i think a lot of riders would associate long and low with this type of work okay so it's like this bridging between the work and the cooling off you're you're kind of bridging the two and that is also important so it depends on what you're doing it depends on your horse's fitness but i would say that when we're going from the warm-up to the exercises there's definitely a blend there's definitely this merging of them okay weaving the two together but with the cool down the cool like you can get there and it can be like this okay work's ended we're cooling off there can be this very definite gap okay it doesn't always have to blend into one another so just keep that in your mind as well and it's also um i feel like an important maybe element of this is to indicate to your horse that things have ended that the work session has ended and that mentally he can begin to finish up working and how i find is often a good way to do this would be to leave the arena so you've been in the arena now you're saying okay like it's it's over now um, and by just that kind of sheer walking through the gates and exiting the arena and going for a walk outside of the arena to cool down that can often just shift things mentally for you and your horse to kind of transition you across to cooling down and this would be on the cool down so obviously you're focusing on getting your horse's heart rate down getting your horse cooled off a little bit temperature down a little bit um just and also just stretching things out a little bit that's important but you can also take this time to begin thinking about the actual ride like a reflection time you can think about like what worked what didn't what what do i need to make note of that was important today because obviously and i know you're going to do this aren't you of course you are okay at the end of the ride you're gonna fill in the riding journal of course you are we know you are yes okay so you would then put that into your riding journal as well okay now obviously you have to adapt this for you and your horse okay if your horse is very green or a baby that's a long thing to do i wouldn't suggest going out and doing all of that but if you and your horse have a certain level of fitness you're at a certain kind of maybe place in your riding where you really can put some effort physical and mental you can kind of devote time into that then yes follow this along but it is important to adapt it for your horse you want to all the time keep things comfortable okay and remember this is a basic riding plan so you can begin to tweak it when you notice like oh this really works well for my horse or this didn't really work that well for my horse whatever the case is but yeah it will help you going forward so what I'm going to suggest you do is that you save this podcast episode so you can just save it there that you have it and you can listen to maybe once a week or once a month just to give you a good kind of indicator on okay what am i doing here how do i get focused here and then from there you go and you download that month of kind of suggested topics with of course um links to all of the episodes on each of the topic okay that i I give you so i'm not just leaving you high and dry I'm, i'm actually telling you how to do the thing as well okay do that as well you can find that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash month 
Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that for today. I do hope you have a great one and that this was helpful. If it was, I would love for you to maybe take the time to give me a rating on iTunes or whatever app you're on, you're listening on, and even a review, that would be absolutely amazing. Okay, I hope you have a great one. I will chat to you soon. Be good, bye.